It's the Beat Breakfast Bachelorette Podcast. It's the men tell all night of The Bachelorette. You have all the dramatic babies from this season uh, come back in one room and just totally hash it out last night. Yeah, was everybody there? I mean, Chris Harrison, he said something interesting last night. He's like, you didn't have to be here. He said that to Lee. And I thought, you know, contractually, aren't they obliged to be there? I don't think so, because I don't think all the guys are there, but I think they also just pick and chose who they thought would be most interesting to come back for this as well. Like, maybe they only picked the final... uh, I didn't count how many guys were sitting out there, but, like, final 10, final Mm, 13, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So they had, like, uh, you know, they had Izzy, they had Tickle Monster, they had Anthony, some of these guys that didn't stick around all that long. Then they had... Dean and Josiah and uh, Waboom guy and some of the more high-profile guys, Lee and Kenny, of course, everybody making an appearance. You know, I was irritated right off the hop because the first 10 minutes were taken up by uh, recapping highlights of past Men Tell All shows. stupid. And it was annoying. I mean, looking at them getting the ultrasound and and, uh, these, you know, I haven't watched every single season, so maybe people who have watched every single season of The Bachelor or Bachelorette are into it. But yeah, I... Is like, exactly. Shorten up the show. Give me an hour and a half of good content. Don't spend time giving me highlights and too many teases and stuff like that. So right off the hop, annoyed. Yeah, that, that's the problem with this whole Bachelor franchise is that why wouldn't they make everything shorter uh, and more entertaining? I mean, they just don't know when to cut the fat, as some people call it. Well, they... they, they they draw it out because they can add sell more advertising and this, that, and the yeah, other. And they've I, got that captive audience. I mean, how many times are you watching an episode of Bachelorette and you're saying, oh, after an hour and a half, oh, I can't handle this and turn it off? You don't because you're just finally getting to the good part. Fine, you're right. Well, they made us sit through that first boring 10 minutes so then Lucas and Blake could get right into it. You know, they're little... It, I honestly still think that they're in love with each other. Uh-huh. Lucas claimed Blake of being obsessed with him and uh, he said that Rachel would have found a real connection between the two of them, that he was there for Rachel. Rachel, but a lot of people were just confused uh, of who he even really is. You're a joke, bro. I'm a joke. Lucas, you honestly, literally cannot call anyone else on this stage a joke. You just actually, can't. Actually, <laughs> You cannot call anyone else on this stage a joke. I can say whatever the hell I want. You don't know anything about me. Okay. None of us do, because you're this character that you portray all the time. First of all, no one knows what you really are. Hey, we're detracting from the topic. Sit back. Sit back. Shut up, Iggy was talking. Oh, I was doing it. Hey, I want Dean to shut up more than anyone. But, uh, yeah, I think whoever made that point there last night that, you know, uh, Waboom Guy shouldn't be calling anybody else a joke. I mean, he was, he is a joke. He is a walking joke. I mean, even the whole time he was on the season of The Bachelor, even just his face bothers me. It's just one of those people, everybody has them. If you don't, you're lying. You just, some people you just get irked by. Right, so after, you know, Blake and Lucas had their moment, as much as anybody could handle watching, because they're both really actually annoying. (laughs) I mean, Blake is an aspiring drummer. An aspiring drummer. Ah, and Blake, remember in his intro picture, or picture, in his intro video, he talks about, like, how good he is in bed, and how, like... Got all the sexual prowess. I don't believe that. I think the only sexual prowess he has again is for Luke. I think <laughs> they're gonna have their own reality show someday. Oh my god. Okay. Well, that would be very interesting, and I'm looking forward to it. Now, after that wrapped up, they they got to something that was a big thing early on this season, and that was Demario and his lies. Oh, 
who dis? That's like a famous line now because it, if you somehow forgot at the beginning of the season of The Bachelorette, Rachel and Demario actually start to, I thought that they were going to go far. And then they're at a basketball game. They're playing some b-ball and his ex-girlfriend shows up and claims that Demario was still dating her when he was applying and going off to do The Bachelor. And she said that he just ghosted her basically. And that's when Rachel was like, uh, you can get the bleep out now because he just completely lied to her face about it. And this ex-girlfriend even brought up texts from Demario. Mm -hmm. She claimed that he had his house, that he had her house key. I don't know if I buy that. Uh, but the text message saying, I mean, that's pretty damning ev evidence. For sure. And Chris Harrison called him out on it last night. Here's I what happens. It's random chicks call in and say that she's my girlfriend. <laughs> By you guys' logic, I'm Beyonce's boyfriend. I'm dating Rihanna. Okay, no, no, because Beyonce didn't have physical proof. She had, she had text messages. I text everybody. <laughs> like, you know. Wait, so it, wait, time out, time yeah. out, time out. No, time in. Are you telling me you it's, don't know this girl? No, I know her. Okay. I, I've had, look, like what the weekend say, I only call you when it's half past five. That's called a side chick, right? <laughs> you can move me. I'm keeping it real. For six months, but like facts are facts. Show me a picture of her and I. Show okay. anything of But here, you here's know? the thing. I feel like the story is changing a little bit now, and, and not, you're. Not I feel like now you're really distancing yourself from Lexi. Is there any ocular facts that her and I dated? Well, the fact that I have yeah. is I had this guy Demario yeah. tell me. Yeah. He dated her and he had been in a Demario relationship. I didn't tell you that. That's that, that's called him. I have it on tape. I oh. do have that on tape. <laughs> and again, Demario, you know, his biggest issue here is not being honest. And and that's what Rachel later on in the show will address with Demario is is she, you know, she says, look, if you were just honest with me and told me the nature of this relationship that you had and didn't lie and pretend you'd never seen the girl before in your life. I mean, how does he even, how do people that lie like that think they're even going to get away I with don't, it? You know why? Because they're idiots. Like, Demario, you said on camera to Chris Harrison that you dated. Why would you try? What do you think? Chris Harrison's just going to sit there and be like, oh, okay, okay. But then behind scenes, he's going to be like, why'd you lie to me on camera like that? Of course not. Of course he's gonna get called out and you know what this is gonna be really interesting because demario is apparently being shopped out to do dancing with the stars mm -hmm. i'm curious of how he's gonna be because just based on how he is as a general person i think he would be a terrible dance partner okay well we will see and of course we're gonna see him in a couple weeks on bachelor in paradise for a short period of time anyway before he and corinne you know do whatever happens there and leave the show mm -hmm. now most of the night last night was was taken up by lee Yes. And Kenny and Lee hash out their issues. Kenny, uh, you know, brings up how, you know, all the guys had a gentleman's agreement that they wouldn't go hard at each other. They wouldn't, you know, attack one another. And Lee broke that. This is interesting because Kenny made it flat out from the get-go that he didn't think Lee was racist while he was on the show. Mm -hmm. But a very interesting thing that he started to point out was that once he was done the show and he saw these tweets that Lee had put, posted on his Twitter like a year and a half before The Bachelorette even happened, uh, then he thought, you know what, maybe this was a race thing all along. So he said in the moment it didn't feel like a race thing, but after he read these tweets, he thought maybe it was. And he said uh, those one-on-one -on -one camera times that Lee had where he says, I get a kick out of it out of making other guys mad and then he mm -hmm. goes after Kenny that's where he said he started to you know really kind of load this guy and say like what what's wrong with you yeah so uh Kenny got some one-on-one -on -one time with Chris Harrison on the couch talking about this issue with Lee and then of course they brought out Kenny's daughter who uh, seems like a sweet girl and they're 
This is the first time they had been reunited, I suppose, since yeah. Kenny took off on the show. But the the daughter comes out and they, you know, gets emotional. And Kenny obviously loves his daughter, and then they send them to Disneyland the next day. So that's great. Then, then we get deeper into Lee's dark, dark past of these uh, not just racist tweets, but also misogynistic tweets talking about women. And, and well, he said he's not. He's never seen a pretty feminist or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and yeah, FYI, boy. like a feminist is a guy or a girl. It just means somebody who wants equal rights for everybody. Sorry that the name misled you a little bit there, dummy. So uh, Chris reads these tweets, the one about the KKK and um, NAACP and talking about how they're both racist. And, you know, he thanks Lee again. He thanks Lee for being there, saying he didn't have to be there. Why was Lee there? I mean, he had to know he was going to get totally roasted I think for he, this. He did, but I think uh, I think that he was hoping that his first apology was where he was going to be let off the hook and everybody was going to say, oh, he said he, he's sorry, he's fine. And, and it didn't really go so well. When I woke up and I saw that those came out, it, 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 it hurt me a lot. When you woke up the next day and you, raced, and you realized you sent those racist tweets, did you, the next day that you go, I, Lee, denounce these tweets? Or did you wait a year and nine days to be on this stage right now, and now are you saying it? I, <laughs> I did not intend for it to come out the way that it did. It cut it in half when it released it onto Twitter. Yeah, so Lee's using this excuse that, that it was taken out of context, that the first part or the second part of this tweet, which got turned in because of the 140 character issue, uh, it, you know, it would have provided context in which it wouldn't have made him look so bad. But I don't know if that's possible based on what he said in that one tweet. Yeah, and just the, the thrill that he got uh, getting a rise out of Kenny during the season on The, on the Bachelorette, it was a, a little fishy. Uh, it's... I don't know. And Lee's apology there was basically, sorry I got caught, not sorry that I'm a racist jerk. And Josiah had a great point there. He said, uh, did you go on the day after you made those tweets and apologize for them? No, you waited like a year and nine days mm -hmm. until everybody got mad at you for them. Uh, and then when everything first got released, he still didn't respond to that. He's waited till this men tell all to even fake be a, sorry. Yeah, I like when Josiah got up and he just walked over to the couch and said, I'm coming, I'm coming I'm to sit going down. On the hot seat. Let's talk about this. Because you know what? A lot of these guys, and especially the African-American guys on the panel on uh, uh, that, that participated in the show, it seemed like they were willing to accept Lee if he was able to apologize. And eventually he came around and gave an apology. He walked around it a lot. But they were able to uh, sort of be accepting of that apology and be willing to, to see this as an opportunity to have a dialogue about it. And that's what it should have been. It took a Lee a long time to, to, to come to a place where everyone was very comfortable dealing with this. And, and uh, Anthony, I mean, I love that guy. He was my guy, and I wish that, that he had ended up with Rachel. I think that they were perfect for each other, but he didn't get much of a, sh of a shot. He got up and he said something, and I think it was along the lines of, you don't even realize the, the racist tone of these of this tw these tweets what you're saying you don't you might not realize it and so you're not necessarily to blame for you know knowingly doing something bad but you have to accept that these can be construed or seen as offensive to a large group of people a large group of Americans and a large people amount of people that you're uh, competing against here and competing for I mean, we're talking about an African-American bachelorette here yes now this is the interesting part when Rachel comes on the show she does end up saying uh, you know, based on what I've seen from here, based on how you've treated Kenny uh, and these tweets, 
why were you on a show going mm-hmm. for an African-American bachelorette? And why did you, you had a really great point. Why didn't you take the time to get to know all these great guys who you were with? Uh, and really the tone of like Lee's appearance on this show last night was basically educate yourself. Yes. You you have been racist. You acted like a racist on the show, but now we're all giving you an opportunity to educate yourself. So hopefully he does because uh, I don't know. I don't know if I buy that he just have, is all of a sudden reformed, but I hope he did learn his lesson uh, not to be a jerk anymore. I'm not sure that he is reformed at all. And, and uh, you know what? I, we're never going to see him on TV again, hope hopefully. Not. So we won't ever have to deal with this, this uh, jerk. But um, yeah, he definitely <laughs> left last night feeling, uh, you know, the, the tail between the legs type of feeling. Uh, so that happened. Rachel came out. She talked to uh, DeMario and, and told him, as we mentioned earlier, yes. that he screwed up by not being honest. She talked to uh, Kenny and Lee and basically told Kenny that, look, Lee was being a dickhead. You didn't have to play into that as much. It would have been better. You would have made a better impression on me if you had just ignored him being a dickhead. I know he was said, Kenny said that he was trying to take the high road, but he did say, I can take the high road, but there's only so far you can push me. Mm-hmm. And when I was watching this roll out during The Bachelorette, I would say to the boyfriend, what an idiot. Get back in the helicopter. Yeah. And he said, he said, the boyfriend tried to stick up for Kenny in this situation and said, no way, like this guy's being a total jerk to him. And I said, if this was a situation where I was on a date and the guy left to go continue his beef with another dude, I would have actually dumped them both there. Well, I mean, Kenny didn't last much longer after that moment. No. So obviously stuck with Rachel. So a couple things happened before the end of the show. They, they of course, recapped, you know, the three guys that are left. I mean, it was total boring. Yeah. Uh, also, Fred, who didn't say anything throughout the entire process. Fred was the guy that Rachel knew as a kid, and she said he was a bad kid. Yes. And she could not get past this. And Fred, very eloquently, I thought, and emotionally, addressed that with Rachel and said, look, I feel that you did not give me a fair opportunity here to impress you. I'm a changed man. I'm a, I'm a man now. I'm not a boy anymore. Yeah. And so I felt for Fred in that moment. You know, it, it was really kind of cute when he said, like, you know, there's only one person here who knew you from the beginning and who knows Rachel Lindsay, not Rachel the Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. And that's me. And that was kind of sweet. But at the same time, you know, there's a reason why Fred got kicked off. It's because he asked her if he could kiss her. He acted like a little child. And you yes. know what? He did go yeah. back to being a little boy yeah. uh, when it was at that point. So, you know, I felt for him, but I didn't feel for him at the same time. Who I really felt for when Rachel was talking to these guys and getting a chance to see them was Matt. Now, Matt, kind of towards the almost halfway through the season, people were like, why are they still on the show? Yeah, who is this guy? Rachel even seemed to call out Bachelor producers and said, I wish that they would have shown the connection that we had Mm -hmm. because I would have loved to get an opportunity to grow it anymore, but we just didn't have that chance. And Matt was pretty cool when he said, thanks for being straight and upfront with me. I really appreciate that. I I wouldn't want you to lead me on if you didn't think the feelings were where everybody else's were. Yeah, and what a difference between Matt, who's a grown man, mm-hmm. and Dean, who's oh. a big baby boy, who who had to go and and say like, how come you told me that you were falling in love with me? Dean is a pouty little child. He's a man child. He needs to grow up. Yeah, he, the way he deals with conflict, he gets like this face on. He gets like all riled up. He can't have a conversation with people without becoming this pouty little kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, this is um, interesting though because a couple podcasts ago, I even said this, it did sound like Rachel was saying, I'm falling in love with you too, just because of the situation at Dean's family's house, uh, because they were lying on the floor there. He was really upset. I actually don't know if I buy Rachel's 
response of her saying, I'm falling in love with you because she didn't say that to anybody even yet on The Bachelorette. She's only said that to Dean, and I think she said that as a reaction to him saying it in that situation. It was a pity I love you? I think it was a pity. Well, it was a pity I'm falling in love with you. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so at, at near the very end, Kenny does uh, something funny. He tells Rachel, hey, call me, honey, if uh, it doesn't work out with you guys. I thought that was pretty mm-hmm. good. And I, li- I like Kenny a lot. So, you know what, to be honest, if it doesn't work out with Brian or Peter or uh, or Eric, you know what? I would love Rachel to hook up with I another she, one of these guys. I think he blew it by by showing his temper with the Lee thing. Uh, okay. I don't think he's getting a call. Maybe his friends. Uh, and then they wrapped up with some bloopers, and it was pretty good. And then, of course, they teased, as I mentioned, the uh, the three guys that are left, which was completely boring. So we'll see what happens in the finale next week <gasps> on, uh, well, it's the Civic Ooh. Holiday Day. So you have all day, probably it's off pre-drink. work. To pre-drink for, for that. Finale. Yes, that's going to be amazing. So uh, we'll be back next week. Well, not you, Laura. You'll be on vacation, but me and Carlos. I'll be pre-drinking. We'll be back here on the podcast, the Beat Breakfast Bachelorette podcast, to uh, I'll recap what happens and who it will be. So we'll see what happens next week. Carlos, Dave, and Laura on 91.5 The Beat.